Welcome to a parenting space actually designed for you, where you can get answers about navigating a life that includes autism. I'm Dr. Tay, and today I'm answering your questions. Anytime you submit questions on my social media, they could end up on this podcast. Let's dive into today's question. Hello, y'all. We are back, and today's Q&A is going to be if you have ever been interested in the services that I offer through my practice. And here's the thing. I keep it really real over here. I did have a parent submit a series of questions, which we're going to go through. And I often do consult calls with families, which is always linked in the show notes if you ever want to be able to book one of those with me. But this isn't just so I can like talk about my services. The aim of this podcast truly is to provide you a resource to be able to learn. And if we never work together and you still get something out of this podcast, that is a huge, huge win for me. So I wanted to answer this question because it does come up a lot. I get a lot of emails about this. I get questions about this and just have this be a resource that that lives in the podcast. But ultimately, you can go to my website for more information, drtaylorday.com. I'll go ahead and link that below as well. And you'll be able to get even more information about this. But I also wanted to be able to answer this question in case it's something you're thinking about, particularly if you're struggling to find a provider. So I'm going to do a rapid fire one by one and answer each of these questions. So the first question was, how does your concierge practice work? First off, I want to talk about what a concierge practice is. Basically, this is an opportunity for me to offer you greater access to your child's provider. What we often find is that you have lots of questions and life happens outside of those weekly sessions. And so being able to have access to a provider who is going to support you at each stage is actually going to help to expedite your child's progress. And it's also meant to support you through this journey as well. And so what it means by being a concierge practice is you get greater access. And that also means that I'm not able to bill in a traditional way. That was one of the questions. It was specifically about how pricing works. So with pricing, I don't take insurance. I am out of network with all insurance providers. I can currently practice. I'm recording this in July of 2023. I think we are up to 36 states that I'm able to practice in. Hopefully over time, as more legislation goes through, because as part of a psychology compact called SIPAC, that more and more states will be added. You can always check my website for up-to-date information about what states that we can currently practice in. But how pricing works is we are out of network, so meaning you are going to pay for services up front. If you have out-of-network coverage from your health insurance, you can submit to them for potential reimbursement. If you have an HSA or FSA card, you can use that for services as well. Another question then was about how do I do this? Like, do you do Zoom calls? And yes, the large majority of the families that I see are over Zoom because of being able to practice in so many states. I am currently located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So if you're local to me and you want to explore in-home sessions or in-school sessions, we absolutely can do that. Again, that's part of that concierge nature is that I'm able to do 
out, out of the box things like supporting you and your child where you need it most. But ultimately, everything is done over telehealth. So right now, there are three different types of services, assessment, one-to-one therapy, and group therapy. So with assessment, this is a comprehensive assessment. This is your way to understand, does your child have autism or not? And currently, I see kids ages 1 to 12. I am in the process of hiring other providers on. And so our age range may expand over time. But this comprehensive evaluation is going to allow us to get an understanding of your child. And it's also going to get you clear answers. So as part of this, you'll get a written report, but you'll also get a thorough feedback session where we review everything with you talking about why your child needs diagnostic criteria for autism or not. And if it's not, what is going on? And then as well as the next steps. So with that, that is a one-time payment. Although if you need options in terms of payment plans, that is possible for an assessment. One-to-one therapy is done in a one-to-one fashion where One psychologist like myself is working directly with your family. Both therapy models are on a monthly retainer. And so what that means is you pay once a month and you get a set number of sessions. So for one-to-one therapy, you're going to get five sessions in a month. Four of those are going to be focused on your child. And one session is going to be focused on supporting you as the parent. This is where that whole family approach really comes into play. Although you'll also see that support for you as a parent and the rest of your family is weaved through any of the sessions. I just like to make sure that there's a dedicated session that we are actually checking in with you. Then you also get access to your provider to be able to submit questions, share wins, seek support, whatever is needed. You can send a video, you can send a voice memo, an email, whatever modality is best for you. And although it's not on-demand access, because like, for example, if you work with me, I might be in a session with another patient, but we always guarantee response within 24 to 48 hours. And I often try to get back same day, if at all possible. And then lastly, the one-to-one therapy model does include all care coordination, whether this is talking with your child's speech therapist, whether this is helping you navigate the IEP process, whatever it is, that is included fully in this model to be able to really make sure that your child is receiving the best supports overall. The group therapy model is a more accessible option where you still get access to a psychologist. You're going to have weekly group-based calls. You also still get a chat where you can submit questions, same procedures go as with one-to-one, except that it is this community. And there's really a huge advantage of this community aspect. I find that parents being able to learn from each other is really a big bonus and it can be such a way to connect with people in your situation. And then there is some support as well on the care coordination. For example, if you're going into an IEP meeting during session or even in the community, you can submit a question of being like, hey, this is what's going on and seeking support. I will say this care coordination, because it's a group-based model, isn't as extensive and it's still a priority to be able to provide access to that. So that is ultimately how it works. And 
other question is, do parents tell you situations or do you observe? So in the one-to-one setting, your child's going to be part of that session. And we'll figure out for your individual family what makes most sense. Sometimes it is largely work with you as the parent. Sometimes it's largely work with your child. Sometimes what's really focused on that parent-child interaction piece and both of you are present in session. If it's through the group-based model, it is more of you sharing and I'm supporting you or another psychologist on my team is supporting you to be able to navigate these situations, but you still can submit like videos of your child and being like, Hey, here's what's going on. Also as part of the intake session, we will actually meet your child. That's a really important part of it. So it depends ultimately what modality you go with. And then for the assessment, it is a mix. So it is some parents giving background information, all of that, but there is direct observation. And one really cool thing that we do as part of our diagnostic evaluations is you can also submit videos because a lot of times children don't perform things on demand and you can be able to be like, Hey, this was the behavior that I was describing so that you can see it for yourself. The last question that came up is, can it be ongoing as needed? So with the assessment, it is a one and done type of thing. If you do need like, for example, you're done with us, we've completed it, but then you need like a letter or something, you can contact us back and we can help with some of that paperwork aspect. But for therapy, what is required is an initial three-month commitment. And the reason being is really for you to know this is working and to see change, it's important to have that time because you might see change right away. It also might be slower. It just depends on a bunch of different factors like the presenting problem, consistency, all of that. Do we need to work on other elements first? Do we need to do some sort of analysis? So you might see a quick response. You might see a slower response. This gives time that at least three months. But the other thing that it does too is making sure that once you see that progress, that that progress is maintained. After those initial three months though, you can decide is ongoing support needed, especially in the group-based model. You're always welcome to say, hey, things are good now. You can drop off and rejoin at a later time as well. I hope all those answers are helpful to your questions. Like I said, I talk with parents a lot about this and there's often a lot of curiosity around how this concierge private practice works and what type of support I can provide and my team can provide. And I just wanted to be able to provide this as a resource. So a little bit of a different Q&A today. If you got to the end of this, thank you for listening. You're welcome to book a free consult call and we will explore with you if our services feel like a good fit or not. And we can chat through more of the specifics then. And otherwise, I, I'm just so grateful you're here. Keep listening. I provide so many free resources on this podcast. I love using topics like in therapy that I'm working with families on, or again, like the typical Q and a, you submit a question and I'm answering it to inspire episodes. So it feels very, very relevant. The advantage, though, of working with a provider is really that implementation. When you're working with a licensed provider of any sort, you're going to often see faster progress and you're going to have support in navigating it all. I think back to like episode 10, for example, I talked about EBCs, antecedent behavior consequence. You can take that episode and if you are a self-learner, you could go apply it immediately. I gave you everything in that episode 
And sometimes it's challenging to be able to really analyze all the data and understand what your next best steps are. And so that's where working with a provider can be beneficial. All right, y'all, that is a wrap. I will see y'all next week for more episodes where we will keep doing deep dives. Bye. This episode was meant to be short and sweet. Full-length episodes air every Wednesday with many episodes like this sprinkled in between. So subscribe now so you don't miss the next one. And if you want to inspire a future episode, because that's how we roll over here, ask me a question on any of my social media pages for a chance to have your question featured. Bye y'all, and I'll see you soon.